This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. The rumors about her husband? I've been saying that all a day. I don't even want to do an intro. I'm not even going to put the intro in. I just need to get to this episode because it was one of the best episodes of Housewives history, period, hands down. The ladies arrive. They say hi to Trixie. Mary looks a little afraid of Trixie. Everyone's giving Trixie like a mwah-mwah or a hug, and Mary goes, yes, you stay there. Don't actually come too close to me. Meredith goes, it was a rough ride for such a short journey. And Lisa says, yeah, I lost my ring, Trixie. <laughs> I know that I, I get that she won't shut up about it being $60,000, which is obnoxious. But um, I think if I lost a ring, I would be very upset about it. You know, even if it wasn't 60000 even if it was like $100, I'd be like, damn it. lost my fucking ring. That's so annoying. Would I have harped on it as much as Lisa? Probably not. But that also, it's become a good bit for the episode. It's like the B-plot, you know? Like, and then up here we have Meredith and and all of Mary's hilarious antics. And then the B-plot is that Lisa just randomly will be like, I can't find my ring. I can't believe I lost it. You know? Trixie does the spiel, like, welcome to Trixie Motel. Or as Mary said, who's Trixie? Is Trixie a person? And then says, Trixie says, the other girls are already here. What girls? Q, Whitney, and Angie. I swear to God there had to have been a producer like, nope, she, Trixie hasn't said it yet. Don't go out yet. Okay, go, go. Action. Meredith shows no emotion when she sees Angie. But in her confessional, she calls it ill-mannered and rude. You don't, in, and I... I'm kind of like right there with her, with her on this in terms of true proper etiquette. Whitney was just being the messiest of messy boots, but she wasn't, I don't know. I didn't enjoy Whitney as much as I, I, I like Whitney better when she's like a chicken with a head, with its head cut off, running around, like making no sense. Like when she, uh, the season where she was in that red dress and she's like, where is Mary? Meredith needs you. And that's when Mary went, okay, bye. And Whitney went, no, don't tell me bye, because I'm going to tell you, hi, I'm Whitney. That is a quote. That is a direct quote, by the way. Um, And then last season, when she was in the lingerie and, like, tried to tell Lisa that they'd been talking about her, but it was also convoluted. So when Whitney just shows up with, with Angie, and I also liked Angie last season, but I'm really not enjoying her this season. So she just shows up with Angie and then she's just like, what? What? What is it, Meredith? What? Don't be such a bitch. 
I mean, she doesn't say that, but like that's the vibe. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not liking it as much. Not loving it. But they cut over to, it goes from Meredith's confessional. This is like sitcom level comedy. Meredith's confessional. Who invites someone on a trip without checking with the hostess? And then it cuts to Angie giving Mary this awkward side hug and Mary going, who is Angie? I laughed, tears laughed at that one. The timing of it, who is Angie? Because everyone's other, everyone else's confessional is like, I can't believe Angie's here. I can't believe Meredith's not having more of a reaction. And all Mary can say is, who is Angie? Even like at this point that she's doing the confessionals, like she's doing the confessionals meeting. She's filmed with her. She should know who she is by now. Who is Angie? (laughs) Oh my God. I cried. The tour, this, every Bravo fan is about to be booking a room at the Trixie Motel. We are good for businesses. Remember the Jamie Lee Curtis charity, My Hand in Yours, that I think she changed to the chicest charity. I think, but when, when Jamie Lee Curtis went on the reunion for her little guest spot, she had never met Andy. And I love that she admitted to Andy, like, I had no idea about your little show and how impactful it was. And Andy's like, mm-hmm, yep, been doing it for over a decade. But thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis. Lisa, Angie, and Whitney talk by the pool while the rest of the women get dressed and Whitney goes, yeah, I mean, I just told her she can be my plus one. There were no plus ones, Whitney. Has anyone else brought a plus one? There are no plus ones. I just need you to own that you're being messy boots, okay? And that you wanted to get Meredith riled up because you would have convinced Meredith, please invite Angie. Let's try to all, you know, new, what do they say? Fresh powder, fresh start. Which is just wild that, that they keep saying. Fresh powder, fresh start. Meredith walks out, doesn't even look at Whitney, Angie, and Lisa. Doesn't even look. She goes directly to Heather's room. And she sa- and, and Heather's like, Heather wanted to stir some shit up in this scene. But Meredith wasn't giving it to her. Like, she was like, how do you feel that your trip has been hijacked? You know what, Heather? There's so much going on in the world right now. If that makes her happy, it reflects on her, not on me. The accents that this woman was busting out. And of course, she had zero sense of humor about it on Watch What Happens Live. Meredith takes herself very seriously. Meanwhile, Angie's out there going, Meredith is fake because she's nice-ish to her face, but then treats her bad, I guess. Like, I don't really know if I would consider Meredith being fake. Like, I don't really... It's not like she had some long conversation with you. She was just polite when you went to Heather's event. I wouldn't consider her being fake. I am confused because if if Angie and her husband really did provide the, like, hairstylists or that's – I'm assuming what they did. They provided all of the hairstylists for her Meredith Marks jewelry thing, I think. Then that's odd. I'm like, so wait, where is the disconnect? Like, if that happened, that's a big deal, you know? That's a pretty significant thing. We'll get, put a pin in that. We'll get, we'll get further into this dynamic in a second. Uh, side note, though, about Angie Kay. 
She either has a new chin implant or she's done something to her mouth. Maybe it's new teeth because she talks different and I cannot put my finger on it and I am so distracted by it. And I, you know me, I don't judge. I just need to know what it is that's causing her whole, everything is different. She has been pulled and tightened and all of those things for sure. She's had a lot of work done, but something specific from last year to this year that I cannot figure out. Meredith calls Angie. She's mean girl nasty. She's mean girl nasty. And Heather says, this is a complete act of war. And I'm living for that level of drama. It's absolutely an act of war in the housewives world. Oh, yes, it is. It is a fucking act of war. You hear me? Lunchtime and Whitney only eats a salad. I think she may have had a sandwich, but I hear I hear Angie saying, oh, my God, enough with your salads. And Whitney going, it's bikini season. And I was like, noted because her body is incredible. Mary is out there by herself because she's proven that she is a loner. She likes, she doesn't need anyone else. She doesn't need a buddy system, nothing. But so she's out there getting food and Angie is being way too familiar. Like Angie thinks that she's going to be the exception to the Mary rule. And also she's sitting with Whitney. So already Mary's not in a good space there. But Angie's like, Mary, come on over, girl. Sit with us. And Mary ignores her. But then she says it again. Mary, come on, grab a chair. And Mary goes, I'm not coming over there. Please don't talk to me like that. I don't like that. <laughs> if, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, my God, that's so mean. But then by the end of the episode, I, when I rewatched, I was like, I am, I am now immune to Mary. I just think everything she does is funny, even the problematic stuff, I guess. Well, we'll see. We'll see how problematic she gets. Then Mary asks, so why, why are you here early? What's that about? And Whitney's like, well, Trixie is one of my good friends. And Mary goes, and that's why you're here early. Now, knowing now that Mary is like done, done with Whitney after the predator comment, this line of questioning has all the tension in the world. Now watching it again, I'm like, oh, this is, this wasn't a curiosity question even a little bit. She fucking hates Whitney. Mary says straight up, it seems childish. Well, yeah, it was. And Angie turns around to be like, it may seem childish, but she's actually trying to be inclusive. And Mary goes, I wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> and unless they edited out her response, Angie just looks and goes, okay. There's like nothing you can say to that. Meredith in her all pink, but like a nice dusty pink outfit, hands out the gifts to her guests. So no, Angie. Angie, you don't get a gift. And Angie's like offended. But I'm like, she didn't think you were coming. Why would you be offended? You know? Like, what is she going to invent a gift because you're here? Where is she going to get it from, Angie? But Meredith tells them the plan. It took me a second to follow. They're going to go shopping, and I thought maybe I'd pair people up that are working in their relationship, uh, in a, and then she pairs everyone off, and she says to Angie, I didn't know you were coming, but I figure you can either go on your own or go with Whitney. And Angie goes, oh, okay, finally admitting you didn't invite me. And Monica goes, whoa, whoa, being rude to the hostess. 
Now, we all know the housewife rule. Just because someone comes in as someone's friend doesn't mean they're, like, really friends. Uh, but she's come in as Angie's friend. And when Heather asked how she knew Lisa, she said Angie. So she met – she knew Jen. She got to know Angie. So Angie does sort of seem to be the the link. Um, but let's face it. The producers saw that this – chick did a was the federal witness against jen and they were like do you want to be on the show we can just slide you in with angie so she was getting on the show regardless of you angie but then monica goes into the room later where whitney angie and lisa are talking and she's straight up she's like i hear you talking about me what's the problem and obviously angie's like oh, i can't believe you did that but monica's like i'm sorry you're being rude to the host and I am a friend who will tell you how I feel. Hmm. Doesn't work in these groups, unfortunately, because if you come in as like an alliance for Angie, who clearly has no other alliance besides, well, she's got Whitney and, and um, Lisa, but clearly they're not really that close because she didn't like run over to Angie and go, oh my God, girl, you're here. She literally was like, oh my God, why is she here? Like, she didn't even, I don't even know if she went up and hugged her right away. She was just so taken aback. So, I don't really, the, the friendship's not that deep. And Angie's right to be like, oh, now it's war. We're hearing that word a lot. Shut up! That is so stupid! I've become a little obsessed with my oral care, my oral health and hygiene. My dad smoked for years and his teeth are falling out of his head left and right. And that will not be me. So along came Quip at just the right time. Quip makes it easy. They deliver all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. Like this electric toothbrush. There's timed sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide what a dentist would recommend as the perfect two minutes it clean. It's really lightweight too. There's no bulky cords and wires and chargers to weigh you down. It comes with a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Skip the batteries and snap into healthy habits with the new rechargeable electric toothbrush. All the features of the original Quip plus one magnetic charge powers up to three months of a brushing. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 9 million mouths. You can upgrade your Quip with a smart motor too, so you can track and improve your brushing with the free quick app. You can earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. In addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $7. With stylish and affordable electric brushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. Another really great feature is these sonic vibrations are super sensitive. So you got to be gentle on your, blah, blah, blah. you have to be gentle on your gums. People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushers are too abrasive and not quip. The built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, and it helps to clean your whole mouth evenly. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. And how's this for some credibility? Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over tens of thousands of dental professionals, and they have over 25,000 verified five-star reviews. If you go to getquip.com, 
Alexa.com slash Bravo. Right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, or water flosser. That's 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, or water flosser at getquip.com slash Bravo. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Bravo. Quip, the good habits company. Not well, bitch. Quitting a habit is not easy, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, which gives your fingers a lot to do, which is also really helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while you're breaking your habit. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and it's even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code SHESPEAKS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code SHESPEAKS to save an additional 10% off your order today. What is this, honey? I love that this shopping trip is Meredith's trust-building exercise, only to give Lisa the most ridiculous outfit she's like if you can trust someone to dress you then and then she but mary and monica for some reason have to go to a different store than everyone else which i was confused by like why do they have to go elsewhere but they walk in at these like is it like a thrift store mary walks in and she goes someone farted (laughs) what the fuck monica's like i don't don't offend them. And obviously everything Monica's picking out, Mary's like, no, I will not do that. And it's a hilarious scene. But Mary ends up picking out a super cute look for Monica. And Mo- and Mary actually seems like into it. She seems like she actually likes Monica. So there was this, it was a nice levity from Mary as opposed to just her hating everything all the time. The outfit that Lisa has to wear is, it's just absurd. But there's Meredith being like, I, this this top here is a little bit like, it's very you. The bottom is not so much. The bottom is just a belly dancer, like, hip thing for the jangles. It's, there's not even pants. She's not even wearing pants. I didn't realize they were going to wear this to dinner. There's no bottom. She's wearing a bikini. And Meredith's like, well, what's the outfit I picked for you? And of course, Lisa's confessional. I learned that I cannot trust Meredith's style at all. Whitney's look is bizarre. as she And actually, Whitney describes it perfectly. Kate Middleton on top, Tech Lab at the bottom. But then Whitney also picked out this retro jacket for Heather. This like bomber leather jacket. I'm like, where are we? 
what the what is it? And then Angie picks out this gold Greek costume, and Meredith someone had to say it. She calls it a Greek tragedy. But then I say you walked into that, Angie. You walked right in. You can't come out in an outfit like that and not expect someone to make the joke that it's a Greek tragedy. So that's fair. They get on the van to go to dinner, and Mary's like, Lisa, you look good in your outfit. And he's like, I love you for saying that. Oh, my God, I can't even believe I'm in this right now. And then she goes, I'm also still really upset about my ring. <laughs> Meredith suggests filing a police report. Meredith and Lisa, like, they both equally think things are super important in the end of the world that aren't. So they actually do make sense as friends like this. Then suddenly, somewhere along this van ride, Lisa realizes that they're going to this five-star restaurant that used to be Cary Grant's estate, and she's panicked, panicked. And then in her confessional, she's like, I had outfits picked out. I had my stylist in Milan pick out outfits for this trip. And then Lisa's doing everything she can to hopefully get Meredith to say, okay, like, here's another outfit for you or something. She's like, the, the discs on the skirt are digging into me. Yeah, but no one's letting her off the hook. Not a person. They get to the restaurant. Lisa is mortified. She is so embarrassed. The, the host leading them into the, onto their table goes, you ladies look lovely. And Lisa's like, I know you're lying. But Mary's confessional. Lisa, whoever picked out that outfit, they don't like you. Like, you should know that going forward. <laughs> yes, you should. They order, and Lisa is cold because she's wearing a bathing suit. But she's next to Heather, who's in a jacket. So obviously Heather is too hot to be near the heater. But Lisa is rightfully cold. She is wearing nothing right now at all. Whitney comes up with the idea of the, them all telling a story that would shock the group about them. Something we don't know. Something that would shock us. And Meredith says, I'll start. I came to Palm Springs as a child with my parents. What? This, you know what this is? This is like when Aaron, oh my God, and their friends. This is like when Aaron on Roni was like, I was on the plane and my kid embarrassed me. And they're like, that's, that's not. That's not it. That's not a story. But then this opens them up to um, all kind of being boring. Whitney gets to go, I'm journaling <laughs> or writing. And Heather goes, I'm really into birds. But thank God for Mary. Because Mary goes, mm -hmm, I had an African gray. And then she <laughs> this confessional made me laugh. She says, I had a bird. <laughs> she was strange. Like she wanted me to stare at her all the time. <laughs> Why did Mary think she wanted me to stare at her all the time? What the fuck would she want you to <laughs> I just have this visual of Mary... <laughs> Dealing with a bird, staring at the bird, <laughs> trying to make it happy. It's just like, it'd be flying all around. <laughs> flying all around. She didn't obey. It was like a flying cat. <laughs> I can't handle it. Oh my God. <laughs> 
God. She wanted me to stare at her all the time. I don't know why that fucking kills me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Mary's shocking, shocking truth is that I'm truly a loner. And they put this compilation in of Mary being alone on the trip, like eating alone. <laughs> telling Angie I don't want to fucking sit with you oh my god Angie goes some of you who don't know me think I'm a badass or a hard ass but I'm actually very sensitive and Monica goes I don't think we think that (laughs) I'm like no they don't that was just your way of what saying you're sensitive like I would not describe you as a badass or a hard ass oh Lisa goes that's such a good attribute Mm mm-hmm Then Lisa tells hers, and it's that she got her first double piercing. I'm so naughty. (laughs) If you're Sex in the City fans, you know in Sex in the City when Samantha hosts some party at some kinky club, and everyone's in like, you know, S&M shit, and Charlotte shows up in her typical outfit, and Samantha goes... What are you doing? The invitation said kinky. And she goes, oh, uh, my hair. Because she literally kinked her hair. (laughs) Crimped it, excuse me. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Monica then goes, okay, you are all boring with your journaling and your birds. I fucked my brother-in-law for 18 months. If she hadn't had a really shocking shocking truth to tell and she just was like you all are boring with your journaling and your birds i could tell they were like excuse me don't you come for my journaling and my birds or my double piercing they do keep inserting shots of heather drinking that espresso martini like they they definitely let us know that that is what's happening over there she is fully drinking her anxiety away They all get into like, oh my God, how did you fuck your brother-in-law? Tell us the story. And so she does. But then Whitney's like, we're not done. I suggest we play warm and fuzzy, cold and prickly. And as soon as I hear the concept, I was like, just don't do it unless you want there to be problems. And it was, and Whitney's like, do it to the person to the right of you. And because Heather is sitting next to Angie, I was like, that's why you did that. But Heather is like, Wasted. You could tell she's drunk already. And she goes, I, you're warm and fuzzy is that we basically went to high school together. And I'm like, that's really not a warm and fuzzy. But the cold and prickly is, I just don't trust you. And Lisa goes, what? Lisa's, sh- oh my God. Lisa is shocked by this. Uh, and she tells her, it's because, you know, you were all over Jen and that didn't work out. Then you were all over Lisa and that didn't work out. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense because she's still friends with Lisa. But Lisa and Lisa obviously disagrees. But Heather in her confessional talks about how it just feels like Angie's buddying up to the like biggest, most powerful person in the room. Um, And I guess I could see that. But also like, Heather, aren't you one to talk? (laughs) Like you did anything and everything for Jen in this blind, loyal type of way and uh what lisa's like well you were all over jen should we not trust you and heather says maybe not and lisa goes yeah maybe we can't trust you yeah and then heather goes why are you so invested in my cold and prickly with angie (laughs) 
And Angie's like, I got this, Lisa. Okay, I got this. And Heather, but Heather's like, listen, lady, when you were at my event, you were like, Lisa, I'm going to have you sign a copy of my book. It was my book. And Angie goes, it was a joke. You have a sense sense of humor. Why didn't you find that funny? I thought Heather came out of her drunken haze in this moment and was so clear in her response. She says, it might have been funny, but it is an example of you being all over Lisa, which is what you wanted me to prove. Yes, queen. That is accurate. Meredith does hers for Whitney. The warm and fuzzy is she generally has good intentions. It's like, that's not okay. The cold and prickly. Whitney goes, let me guess, is that I invited Angie? Meredith says, no, that's not what I was going to say. I think you need to work on your communication and be much clearer. And Whitney's like, yeah, thanks. I'm in therapy for it. And it is true. Whitney is notoriously horrible at communicating. She cannot communicate to save her life. And Mary goes, uh, Meredith, no, that's not what you felt about her bringing her friend. <laughs> By the way, no interest in knowing Angie's name. Her friend, this this lady here. But also, I love that Mary didn't even hear it from Meredith. She was in her room and overheard it through the wall. <laughs> I was going to call out Meredith for it. Fucking love it. But Monica then, it's she's going to give Lisa her warm and fuzzy. The warm and fuzzy isn't a warm and fuzzy. She says, I love that you're in a bikini here at this restaurant and you have a good attitude about it. I'm like, she literally doesn't. So this doesn't count as a warm and fuzzy. Okay. But then she goes, you're cold and prickly. Is this someone who went through a divorce? It was hard to listen to you all day about losing your $60,000 ring. Lisa says, I didn't say it over and over, but noted. And then, of course, they have to cue the compilation of her saying, it was 60,000. It was 60 Gs. It was 60,000. Monica could have stopped here and just taken the... Noted. Got it. Thank you very much. But she she keeps pushing. She's obviously had some drinks, too. And she's like, just be aware. And Lisa in her confessional, this is where I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to give her some shit. She's like, what's your deal with me, Monica? When you can afford a fifty eight thousand dollar ring, you'll care about it, too. Like you literally didn't get the lesson. She knows she can't afford a ring. That's $58,000. It's a luxury to afford that ring. And here you are saying, sorry, you're too broke to afford a ring that expensive, but maybe one day you'll get it. Oh. <laughs> Lisa. No. She tries to, Lisa tries to say, and seeing she tries to say that Monica is, you have the same stuff. Like we all have the same stuff. Monica's like, girl, no, not at all. And she's like, you are blessed, okay? You are very blessed. And Lisa goes, I work hard for that blessing. And then Monica is not, she's like, everyone works hard. And Lisa, once again, she goes, noted. I got it. Noted. What more do you want, Monica? She's not going to change her entire personality. Okay, this is Lisa. She's not going to be, a, she's not going to be suddenly not rich. So Angie gives a fun toast, quote unquote. Let me give a toast. Greeks love to toast. I'm like, no. Don't. All right. Well, let's kick it off. And she wants, she's thinking of a word, a Greek word. What is the word? Sefiko. And it means fake. I'm like, all right, here we go. And Mare's face, she's like, hmm, let's see what's happening here. Hmm. And Mare, and she looks at Meredith. She says, I came here with an open heart. I thought we were friends. And Meredith goes, 
You publicly said, I will never be her friend. And Angie's like, okay, um, when? Was anyone else waiting for them to put in the clip of Angie saying that? I'm like, is it from the reunion? Was it in a scene? I don't know. Over here, here's Aunt, here's Monica going, we love a receipt, girl. Fork over the receipt. And Meredith just stares. I swear in this moment, Monica, um, Meredith is like, maybe she didn't say that. <laughs> Wait a minute. What am I thinking of? But I just know she is scorned. She will be scorned and banned for life. That's how, Mon- that's how Meredith rolls. Remember, she doesn't hold a grudge, but girl, you hold grudges. Okay. It's so Angie... Angie says that maybe she should tell Meredith how she's made her feel. And Meredith says, I'm not interested. And drunk Heather over here cracks up. Angie goes, you're being very rude. And Meredith says, well, you can leave then. And then it goes back and forth. I'm not going anywhere, Meredith. This is not your dinner. You can leave. Why would you even want to be here? You're a user. A user? You don't even want to start with me, sweetie pie. Now I think she's mixing in some stuff that Jen might have said, because, you know, last season Jen was done with Angie, and I'm sure she told Meredith all kinds of shit about Angie. All kinds of shit. Who knows if it's true? Because also, let's not forget, Monica, when Meredith said her shocking news was that she had come to Palm Springs with her parents as a kid, Monica's confessional was, uh, that's not what I heard. I heard some juicy, juicy stories about your ass. So, I don't know if we should be trusting it. Again, I think Meredith is now confused and is just digging in. I don't even think she's 100% sure who's in front of her. She's so drunk, I'm not even sure. She just knows you are not invited. And she says, I have been kind to you. Meredith says, no, you have not been kind to me. Angie says, you asked me a lot of great questions about building your house. I gave you my time. And Meredith says, I will be happy to write you a check for your hours and you can go. What, a, what, like the visual of Meredith being like, checkbook, like, Angie K. What is your rate? All right. Now, vacate. Leave this table immediately. <laughs> Angie's like, what are you going to write me a check for? Your jewelry that's got fucking cobwebs and dust on it? You haven't sold anything since 2015. And now Monica is like, lady, you got to stop. Like, you got to stop. To quote the ancient African proverb, I said what I said. Are you hoping to budget your food expenses this fall? Because I am too. Get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees so you can count on great value week after week. Plus, you only pay for what you need with those pre-portioned ingredients. Choose every plate over takeout any day. You can save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. Their meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. Put the money you save towards something fun. Also, make the sustainable choice this September. Every plate offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and their meals have a 31% lower carbon footprint on average than supermarket meals of the same portion. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. Now, y'all know I have an addiction to delivery. So when I get my every plate packed, 
package, I feel like it scratches my delivery itch, but then I'm saving hundreds of dollars, truly. And the meals are delicious. You never get sick of it. There's 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week. So it's easy to find something you want. Plus, they've got 22 convenient sides, lunches, snacks, dessert. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49SheSpeaks. So head to everyplate.com dot com slash podcast and enter code 49 she speaks to get started with every plate for just a dollar and 49 cents a meal that's up to a hundred and ten dollar value how could you do this to me question mark Support for today's episode comes from Waterboy. Now you guys know by now, I don't drink alcohol. And the main reason for that, the hangovers. I couldn't handle them anymore. But when Waterboy was presented to me, I did a little research and found that they don't just worry about hydration. They also have ingredients in there that help with nausea, anxiety, and fatigue. And there's zero sugar. And there's three times the electrolytes to liquid IV. So we all know that hydration alone isn't going to handle your Vegas bender. So for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off your entire order with the code she speaks at waterboy.com. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how do you know this product's any good? Well, my sister and her husband love to throw a party or two. So I hooked them up with the Waterboy hydration packs. She won't let me share the picture that she sent me the next morning after they threw a party, but they gave the two thumbs up. They were able to start running errands on a Sunday like nothing happened the night before. So there's your endorsement. They love those white claws. They love those sel- those spritzers, that what they're called? The seltzers and the cans. Those cause hangovers. And I've seen them out for days, but they were up and moving thanks to Waterboy. So most hydration packs are packed so full of sugar that they cause you to crash even harder. Not to mention you have to drink so many of them to get the electrolyte replenishment that your body really needs to recover. Waterboy has over nine times the electrolytes as a Gatorade. Okay. Inside each stick, there's ginger for that nausea and to make your tummy feel better. They also include L-theanine, which helps calm your nerves and reduces your anxiety. That was the worst part for me. Their scientifically backed formula truly brings you back from the dead. And the best part, my sister and brother-in-law said that it tastes really good too. And their most popular flavors are strawberry lemonade, lemon lime, and blue raspberry. You're going to actually want to want to drink these. Waterboy is gluten-free, caffeine-free, dairy-free, vegan, and made right here in the US of A. A lot of things get worse as you get older but your hangovers don't have to. Waterboy isn't a magic cure, but it's pretty damn close to one. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with the anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount when they use the code she speaks at waterboy.com. That's 15% off with code she speaks at waterboy.com. Waterboy has got you recovered. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Meredith, the accent is now full force crazy. You're embarrassing yourself. And Angie's like, you rent your fucking life. Everything about you is fake. You're a fucking fake bitch. All right. We need to bring it back, honey. Bring it back a little bit. Okay. Because once you go there, like she's, okay. Monica is trying to stop her and Meredith just goes, get out. (laughs) Meredith says, this is lame and embarrassing for her. And Angie says, you're fucking lame and embarrassing Monica, Lisa, and Heather are like, stop. Like, Angie, stop. Or Lisa's like, okay, guys, let's just chill. And Meredith gives us the powerful, in the midst of that, you can leave. I mean, then, okay. Like, then she turns around. Meredith, she turns around. And she says, excuse me, sir, can we get security? (laughs) She refuses to leave. This is like a busser. This busser who was like, I was just going to go fill up the water pitchers so that I can go around and top up people's waters. Um, Ma'am? So then Meredith, that's not going to work. So she goes up to their server, Chad, and the, the, the title for him is waiter, not security, and says... Excuse me, she refuses to leave, and I am the hostess of the dinner, and her behavior is not acceptable. I'd like for her to leave. And Chad just goes, I'll I'll do whatever I can. I swear they had, like, a producer pulled him aside, like, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Do not go over there and try to make her leave. You're fine. Okay? Lisa tries to say, everyone here can work on being good friends. And Meredith goes, if you think she's your friend, you can stay with her. Mary Mary at this point goes, keep it together. She goes, don't let her unravel you. Like, seriously, keep it together. (laughs) Oh, my God, Meredith, you are nobody's friend. You are an ugly human being. I swear, she's not even looking at her. She doesn't know who she's talking to. Then she starts crying. And she goes, there are things going on that are much deeper than this. There are people who are going to be disabled for the rest of their lives. (laughs) And you know what? I'm not doing it. Peace out. She, you know, she's so hip. She can't even help it. The slang just, peace out. Peace out. Bitches, you ladies have a good time. Mary's confessional is so good. She goes, what's going on? I think Mary just should not have drank that last drink. Lisa has to walk. Lisa has to walk Meredith out. She's like, I, there are bigger problems in this world and this isn't one. (sighs) On, on their way out as Meredith is, as Meredith is walking out. This is nonsense. I don't need to be attacked by a woman who crashed a trip. I'm dealing with a lot of shit that's very serious. She can just go, Lisa, get her out of here. Like, okay, I get it. It's not good, but she's like, Meredith's always got some, there's other things happening in my life. No one can know about them. We just have to know there's a lot going on. I cannot be around this disgusting energy. Thank God Heather pointed out Meredith's British accent. Because I was like, are they, is anyone ever going to acknowledge this in real time? Meredith is 
sobbing on Lisa, like fully, like Lisa is holding her and Meredith is like, <gasps> it goes on and on and on. And Lisa doesn't know how to read a room because now is not the time to try to get Meredith to see Angie's side. Just get her to calm down. Just get her to calm down, go back inside, pay the bill and leave. That's what we need to do now. But Lisa's like, oh, maybe this is where Angie's coming from. Meredith's face changes. She gets murder face, Meredith murder face. And she, she realizes what Lisa is saying. She realizes, she says, no, if you want to go to the jugular, and talk about this shit, the rumors, the nastiness that I've heard about her. You know what? You want me to go there with her husband? I can go there. Don't fuck with me. Lisa does point out in her confessional, she's like, well, this is the same behavior, Meredith. The alluding to rumors, but not saying what the rumors are. You know, it's just as damaging because then people create other narratives that might be 30,000 times worse than what it really is, but their imagination gets going. They return to the table and Angie says, Meredith, look at me. Look at me. I, I, I don't want us to do this. And Meredith just starts crying and says, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. She always can't do it. I think they're the last people in this restaurant too. But like Palm Springs will never be the same. Heather is wasted getting on the van. She's like, this is a great dinner. And they're like, oh, you're drunk. Monica on the van is holding. Now Meredith sobs uncontrollably on Monica. And is sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And Whitney's like, is, this is it family stuff that's weighing on you? And Meredith says, no, friends. So is this all just about Angie, girl? I just, no. It's just ugly. There's nothing positive. There's nothing down the road that's going to be good. So this is truly just about Angie. And then Whitney says something, and I know people don't like her and hate her and all that shit. Um, but Whitney says, I'm going to be really honest. I think it's a convenient thing right now. And Meredith goes, excuse me? Because the one thing you cannot, you cannot devalue Meredith's feelings. She's like, yeah, I mean, I really do. Every time I try to have a conversation with Meredith, there's some big extraneous situation. She's actually not wrong. She's actually not fucking wrong at all. Meredith always, it's like something greater that we can't know. We'll possibly never know, but it makes the reason why she can't go, she can't go through anything. And of course she leaves um, and I somehow, for some reason, didn't take notes on this whole scene because I was truly riveted. Mary, who is not on camera, she is like under the, like underneath where the camera is in the van. She's like, well, honestly, Whitney, why the fuck did you do that? Basically. And this is where she goes, you called me a pornography. And everyone's like, wait, a what? A pornography? And and Whitney's like, I never said you did porn. And she said, well, but you called me the, what did she call me? And Heather, who is dying, she's dying. She looks up and she goes, predator. <laughs> oh my God. Came back from the dead. The fact that she even knew it was happening. The fact that Mary even knew she could say something to Heather. 
Mary likes Heather like a lot now. It's interesting. She's very connected to her. Um, Because they they go back and forth and Whitney, obviously. I thought Whitney held her own. She's just like, okay, fine, Mary. Um, But then as they're getting off and Mary goes, where's Heather? I could tell she like was genuinely concerned for Heather because Monica's like, oh, she's not good. She's not good. And then poor thing. Poor thing. She can't even get up to walk into the house. She's spinning so bad. And then she starts throwing up. And it is true. It looks like she pees while she's puking. And I think there's a ton of us out there who have been there. We've freaking been there, man. Been there hardcore. Because you're like your muscles. Oh, God. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do while it's happening. You're like, I can't, I got, I can't help it. And some, I think someone DM'd me this, or maybe they commented, but they said, was that really Heather peeing herself? Damn, production's pissed at her from last season. So they left that in there. And I was like, oh, good point. <laughs> good fucking point. They were like, yeah, we're going to zoom in, actually. We're going to make sure people really know that this is what's happening here. Okay. Savage. Fuck, it was such a good episode. Oh my God. I like, I cannot express how much, how hard I laughed when Mary went, Who is Angie? I like, it was so stupid, but it caught me off guard. And I mean, I laughed for like five full minutes. Look at my hair. I'm so sorry you guys had to see it like this. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. But I can't, I'm trying not to wear hats anymore because it, it's hard to light with a hat. And um, I didn't have time to wash my hair <laughs> and do it. And I haven't looked at it until now. And I'm like, oh, that's, um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, Jesus Christ, that was so good. So, so good. All right. Love you guys. Mean it. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.